Welcome to It's About Him Ministries with Denise Robinson. It is my desire that you would be encouraged and inspired by this broadcast and that you would trust Jesus no matter what and believe him for the impossible. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Last week, I talked about being free of sin. I will recap somewhat before I discuss today's new topic, God's gift of grace. When I talked about being free of sin, I am not saying you will never sin. You will most definitely sin. However, your lifestyle is not to practice sin. We don't intentionally sin. If we do, then there are consequences for our sin. Sin is not who we are, or better yet, it doesn't define us as a person because sin doesn't belong to us as a born again believer. Sin should never have a stronghold on us, rather, we should have the upper hand over it. Hallelujah. In darts, sin is missing the mark. In our Christian walk, we will miss the mark in many areas of our lives, but we don't have to stay there. We sincerely repent of our sins, change our behaviors and actions according to righteousness and continue to serve God. We don't have to allow sin to beat us up or put us into bondage or condemnation. Sin should bother us to the point that we don't want to repeat it and we want to change because it displeases God, our father, when we sin. So that should be a motivator within itself to denounce sin and to move toward righteousness because we want to please God. Now, remember, God doesn't tempt us with sin or evil, so we shouldn't tempt God with sin or evil, meaning God doesn't bring evil or sin to us to tempt us. Likewise, we shouldn't think we can live unrighteously or wickedly as often as we want and expect God to forgive us because he is gracious to forgive. No, we need to make sure we're walking in the ways of God. Now, last week I talked about us being a tripartite being, meaning that um, we're comprised of three parts, our soul, spirit, and body. And we talked about our uh, spirit being the innermost, deepest, and hitting part of our being. By our spirit, we can contact that spiritual realm. No other creature was created with this third part, the spirit within. By our spirit, God is real to us and we can contact him, receive him, receive him and fellowship with him. Now our soul, our soul, though it's unseen, it's just as real as our body. By our soul, we experience things in the psychological realm. In fact, the Greek word for soul in the Bible is suke, which is the root word of psychology. Our soul is composed of our mind, which enables us to do things like reason, think, consider, remember, wonder. Our emotions, 
which enable us to have feelings like happiness, sorrow, anger, relief, compassion, and our will enables us to choose and make decisions. Our mind, emotion, and will make up our soul, which is our personality, who we are within. And our body, through our body, we have these five senses. We can contact the visual, touchable, tangible things in the material world. It's the most outward and visible part of our being. And by it, we exist and experience the things in the physical world. Now, before Jesus came into us as new life into our spirit, our soul was not, our soul was our leading part, meaning that we pretty much did whatever we wanted to do or desire to do. And then our body followed. Now, after we became a child of God, hallelujah, after we confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior for our lives, our spirit was instantly renewed and appeared blameless before God. However, our soul and our body were not automatically regenerated. And so in these cases, we must renew our mind with the word of God. And once our soul is renewed, our body will follow. Now I spoke on putting the whole armor of God according to Ephesians 6, chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. And I just want to take time to read that again. It says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of his age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girdled your waist with truth, having put on the bright breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, which with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Now, earlier I said the devil tries to attack our minds with lies. He will tell us as believers that we are sinners or that we never really been delivered from sin or that we're really not saved because of the sin in our lives. He is a liar, a father of lies. That's why we have to put on the whole armor of God so we can fight against the fiery darts of the enemy. So I've mentioned before about the examples, a helmet of salvation, a breastplate of righteousness and the shield of faith. And there are many more, but these three, I just want to hit on just a little bit. It says the helmet of salvation, it covers and protects the mind, will, and emotions or our soul. This is one of Satan's greatest aim to destroy our soul by speaking lies to us and telling us we are not righteous before God. He wants us to doubt our salvation. Therefore, we must daily renew our minds with the word of God. 
We don't have to sin because the greater one is within us. And if we do sin and fall, we get back up, denounce it and sin no more. Now concerning the breastplate of righteousness. Now this is the armor of God that is closest to our heart or our spirit. Now Satan, he tries to uh, kill us uh, spiritually to cause doubt and unbelief in our salvation and our relationship with God. And this is a vital part of our armor. We are showing Satan. We are clothed with righteousness through Jesus Christ. Now let's look at the shield of faith. Satan knows we mean business. Hallelujah. When we apply the shield of faith, because we are mighty warriors, we are walking in our complete righteousness, free of sin, because we have on the full armor of God. We are no longer defeated by the the, by the uh, fiery darts of the enemy because our soul, our spirit, and our body are all in alignment with each other to fulfill God's purpose in our lives. Hallelujah. As believers, God has made us free through his son, Jesus, who the son has made free is free indeed. Wow. Well, you know what? From this day, from this time forward, I'm going to talk about the gift of God's grace. Hallelujah. God's gift of grace. Because I know there are people listening right now who are hurting. You are not free. You are bound by sin. You feel like you can't stop. You want to, but you continue to sin. You have prayed and prayed that it will go away and it just con- and you just continue to do it over and over again. Well, Satan has told you all kinds of lies. You're not a Christian. God doesn't love you. Your sin is too bad for forgiveness or you're going to hell. Please listen. If you haven't heard anything else I said, please know that God loves you with an everlasting love. There is nothing you can do that will stop God from loving you. Earlier, I mentioned about our soul, which is composed of our mind, will, and emotions. Well, our soul is very powerful. Our spirit is born again immediately once we invite Jesus into our lives. However, our soul needs to be born again anew and conformed to the things of God on a daily basis. Once our soul is aligned spiritually with our spirit, then our body will follow. And this is how we conquer sin. We have a will. God is a gracious God. He does not override our will. If we want to change, we have to make a decision to change. He doesn't do it for us. God gives us the choice to choose right or wrong. God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is the unmerited favor of God. It is getting the mercy we don't deserve or not receiving the punishment we do deserve. God wants you to give all of the sin to him by leaving it all at the feet of Jesus. Stop carrying it. It has become a weight of bondage. First Peter five, seven says, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Choose to cast it off today. When you cast it off, you leave it there. You don't go back and pick it up. Repent of sin and denounce it completely out of your life. You are no longer defined by sin. 
It is not a part of you anymore. Sin is not who you are. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. I mean, creation, I'm sorry. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You are the righteousness of God, whether you feel like it or not. Remember, Put on the whole armor of God. Go back to Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 through 18 and meditate on those scriptures until they come alive to you. Jesus lives on the inside of you. Therefore, you are greater than Satan. Satan's job is to bring lies, but he is just that a father of lies. The mighty God of the universe is your father. God will protect you and keep you if you want to be kept. If you are a born again believer who has confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior, then allow Jesus to be Lord of your life. Stop living your life your way and allow God to lead you through his Bible. God has given his Holy Spirit to us and to strengthen us, to help us. If you are a believer, the Holy Spirit is ready to endow you with power. Just ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit in Jesus name and he will fill you. Read more about the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost in St. John chapter 14 and Acts 1 and 2. Now, when we allow God to lead our lives, his grace shows up supernaturally and changes us from the inside out. This transformation starts on the inside, then it is seen on the outside. I believe you have a desire to please God. And if you do, God is present and ready to shower you with the gift of his grace. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for making us righteous through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We thank you. We are no longer enslaved to sin. Your son's blood has made us righteous. We thank you that our body, our soul, our spirit are able to overcome sin by putting on the whole armor of God. And we thank you for this in your Holy Son, Jesus name. Amen. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus.